Let's go. All right. Three commitments in the books now after a huge win in Bedlam. I mean, I'm just so glad we didn't lose to Oklahoma State for two years in a row. I, I, I don't know if I could have dealt with that, guys. But I am joined today by Drew England and, of course, the man of the hour, Kendall Dolby. Before we dive into the interview, though, Drew, tell them where they can find you. Uh, hey, what guys, uh, thanks for uh, letting me join this one, uh, PG. But I'm Drew England, host of the uh, Under Official Review podcast. We do a college football podcast. We're actually doing a live show tonight at 7 uh, on YouTube. So come in and check it out. We're going to talk Rivalry Week, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Uh, just give you a breakdown. But you can find us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, all that, all that good stuff. And, uh, hey, I'm excited to get to know one of our uh, newest commitments. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we got a lot of good content coming up. For those of you that are tuning in right now, uh, we do have another video coming out later tonight at 8.30 with Caden Green, Heath Ozida, and Logan Halland, three of the offensive linemen that are going to be protecting your quarterback of the future, Jackson Arnold, and potentially Dylan Gabriel next year. So come in, join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Kendall, let's go ahead and let's get started with you. I want to hear a little bit more about what your visit was like during Bedlam and a little bit more about that recruitment and how all of this came to fruition. Yeah, so, like, my first I want to say my the visit at Bedlam was just crazy. Like, as far as the fan base, you know, the attendance of the fans, like, everything was just meant to be. So, uh, Coach Hall had told me he wanted me to come up for Bedlam. Like, they was obviously recruiting me for a little bit. And I decided that I was going to go. And when I went up there, you know, the first – at first, I got invited to the uh, VIP dinner, and that was basically like where the top recruits or whatever get to go meet the coaches. And I went there. I met Coach Hall, Coach Valai, and all them. And the biggest thing for me was like the genuineness. Like I wanted to make sure I already had the mindset that I was going to commit to OU. Like obviously, I wanted to you know go in there, you know, fill everything out a little bit. But like the biggest thing for me was like the genuineness of the coaches. And as soon as I got there, like Coach Hall, I met him. He gave me a, a hug. Coach Valai dapped me up. And I was like, okay, it's a pretty good start. Everybody, you know, showing love. So that was a little VIP dinner. It went, it went well. Uh, got to the facilities. Was able to, you know, look around a little bit. Really liked everything I seen. Uh, met even more coaches. And so as far as the game, what really, really started it off for me was I was walking. Like, we was all the recruits was walking out. We were about to go down the tunnel. And JP pulled me aside. And he was like, I want you to meet Coach Venables right here. Like, right when he was about to come out the tunnel. I'm like, well, I'm about to meet Coach Venables for the first time. Like he wanted to meet me. yeah, like he wanted to meet me in person for so long. And we just had conversations over the phone, uh, Zoom call FaceTimes. And so to be able to meet him was surreal. So uh, uh he came out of his office, pulled me back into his office, talked to me, gave me a big hug, was happy to meet me. Uh I felt really I felt really privileged to do that just for the simple fact like I was the only recruit that I know of that got to do that. So that was big for me. And uh he like he expressed how genuine like how genuine he wanted me the coaching staff wanted me and the biggest thing that was big for me was the uh the he was really expressing how much he wanted to make me a better man and that was bigger than me because sometimes we forget that this is bigger than football you know for a lot of people is it's bigger than football so being a, big, a better man is, is big to me and when he said that he sold me so at the time I was thinking about committing but it was just so much pressure you know I'm, yeah. Juco dude, so I'm new to all this so it was a lot of pressure so I didn't commit right then and there but after the game, you know, I got a few, uh, even more of a feel for the game. The environment was crazy. The crowd was crazy. Fans were showing love. You know, coaches showing love. 
And after the game, they got the win, obviously. I went back into the locker room and I told Coach Belay, I was like, I think I want to have that I want to have that talk with Coach Venables. And he was just cheesing. He's like, you want to do it right here in the locker room? And I was like, yeah, that works. So uh, Coach Venables got done doing his little speech, you know, talking to the players. And I went up and told him. And he was like, so you all in? I was like, I'm all in. He's like, stop playing. I was like, no, nah, I'm serious. So That's awesome. Yeah, so he dapped me up, gave me a hug, and it, after that, it was it was history. After that, yeah. So we all know, you know, you're a highly highly talented uh, recruit from the from the JUCO ranks. I believe the number one uh, DB in the in the nation right now. Uh, yeah. Talk about your process and how you got from from uh, from obviously your commitment from Oklahoma, but from the JUCO to your days in uh, in Springfield. Talk talk us uh, through uh, where you're from, what you're about, kind of your background, how you grew up, stuff like that, and how you how you got from high school to JUCO to now uh, um, uh, Oklahoma Sooner commit? Yeah, so in high school, really just uh, the biggest thing for me, and I'm honest about it, is and I was never a dude who got in trouble. I was always a good, you know, a good student, you know, whatever. But the biggest thing for me is I wasn't mature in the classroom like I should have been. Like, obviously, you know, they tell you got to be mature in the classroom. But as a kid, you know, you don't like school. You don't want to hear that. So uh, I remember it was my junior year. My high school coach, Coach Doug, he had came, we was in the weight room. He was lifting. And then he was like, there's a lot of schools here to recruit a dude who can't be recruited. And at the time, I wasn't knowing that. I didn't know that it was me. And then I realized that he was talking about me. And it was just the simple fact, like, my grades wasn't up to par like they should have been. So senior year came around, still nothing. Uh, obviously, had schools wanted to talk to me. D1 schools wanted to recruit me. Just like I said, wasn't maturing the classroom like I should have been. So uh, Coach Sully is a defensive coordinator. Well, he was a defensive coordinator at NEO last year, and he's actually from the Springfield area. Was very familiar with my high school, my head coach, and he, you know, found my film and loved the way I play. And he was just like, basically asked my coach, like, what's the reason he's not at the Division One level? What's the reason he's not uh, signing with a Division, a Division One school? And coach, my head coach, Coach Dud, told him like just grades. And Coach Sully basically said like, if you get this, if he comes out here, takes care of his his classwork learns to love the classroom as much as he does the football field, then everything's going to work out for himself. So I decided yeah. to – it was actually between two ju- JUCOs. I was actually getting recruited by a JUCO in California, and then it was also NEO and California JUCOs. They're a little rough. Like, JUCO, yeah. I, JUCO itself is rough, but Cali JUCOs is different. So, um, uh, you know, I just thought about it, prayed about it, and I decided I decided to go out to Oklahoma. Uh, and then after that, I was determined. You know, I felt like I yeah. let a lot. Down. I feel like I let, my, let myself down. I was playing with my potential. Uh, I knew the player I was, just knew I had to lock in the classroom. So that's what I did, just uh, locking in the classroom, doing my schoolwork, being the first one to class always, you know, making building that relationship with my teacher, learning to love school because without school there is no football. And I feel like a lot of people forget that. And it took me a little longer to understand that. And I'm glad that I was able to take the Juco route and realize that that's what you have to do. So, like I said, I locked in in the classroom, and it's been history. I just blew up since then. Like, I continue to be the player I am that I've always been on the field. Like, I knew I could make plays. I knew I was – I knew I was – in my mind, I know I'm a dog. So, that was never uh, nothing that I had to think about. Like, it was just a classroom. So I locked in in the classroom, got my grades right, and it, it took off from there. Yeah, so a lot of people, as me being a high school football coach, I think that's something that I try to preach to our young guys and and something that, that I try to really – put into them is, hey, you've got your student athlete, you know, your student comes first, you have to do that. So for you, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad you that you found that determination and that that chip on your shoulder to say, you know what, I might have been 
may, may have messed up a little bit in high school, but that's not going to, that's not going to derail my future. And to, to, to have you in this situation right now, man, that's just praise to your hard work and, and your dedication for uh, not giving up and, and putting yourself in the, in the situation that uh, certainly I know that the work is not done, but uh, you know, it, it just, it, it adds the, another uh, chapter in your story. So congrats on that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So definitely sounds like you've had to overcome adversity off the field, which is a good thing because that means you're going to be able to handle the uh, adversity on the field. And at the University of Oklahoma, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to have adversity on the field. You know, when you're playing power five schools and that elite level, it's just going to happen. It's just going to be there. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself, right? So we've heard about how you, you know, you grew up in Juco. We've heard about the classroom. Tell us a little bit more about who is Kendall Dolby. Tell us more about your family, where you grew up, and those kind of things. Yeah, so me, I'm, I would say, like, really, I'm just a, a chill. Anybody who knows me, they know I'm a chill, relaxed, humble type of dude. Like, I feel like uh, growing up, uh, I grew up in a single-parent home with my mom, my beautiful mother, Tiffany Couch. Uh, uh, you, you know, the biggest thing about growing up was, I ain't going to say we had the hardest times, uh, you know, you know, I was always taught that somebody always has it harder, but uh, obviously there was struggling times, and my mom always pushing through those times as far as I grew up with four siblings. I grew up with three other siblings, so it was my mom and four of us in the house, and, uh, you know, she was always, one thing about her, she never gave up. Like, she always made sure to try to get, you know, we didn't always have what we want, but she made sure to have, we, we have what we needed, and that was big to me, like, just, you know, growing up and seeing such a hardworking lady, you know, never give up. I feel like that's what made my character as far as, you know, when you fight, go through adversity, uh, you got to push through it and you got to find a way. And yeah, so like, really, that's just who I am. I'm humble. Uh, I know where I, I come from. You know, I know where I started from. It hasn't been easy. And I'm glad it hasn't been easy. Like sometimes I, I tell myself like, man, I wish I wish this was easy. I wish I would have I wish I would have did it right in high school. But I wouldn't trade this. I wouldn't trade this this. Uh, the situation of going Juco and struggle, I wouldn't trade that for nothing. Like it's built my characters to a whole different level. Like as far as, you know, trials and tribulations, like you said, when there's adversity, you got to push through it. And I feel like anybody who's able to push through adversity, you know, got a good head on their shoulders. And I feel like if, you, if you're going through anything, if you, you have to fight through anything, you just got to fight. Like it just, it just comes down to that. Like even when there's times when you want to give up, I feel like, if you want something bad enough, there is no giving up. That's just how I feel. Like so, that's kind of my mindset as far as like, no matter what, I'm gonna keep pushing. Like I'm gonna make a way regardless. And I'm obviously humble when I when I when I say that. Like I'm a humble person, but I know whatever I'm I put my mind to, like I'm gonna get it. And I feel like I, I pushed up so much and worked through it so much that I deserve it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you you mentioned your your relationship earlier with with Coach Hall and Coach Falai. Uh, when did that all start? When did you kind of get the get the sense that hey, Oklahoma may be a really po a real possibility for you? And when did you start building those relationships with those coaches? And what ultimately, in your mind, just said you know Oklahoma is the right fit? Yeah. So the story the story behind that is actually crazy. Like I'm gonna tell you the story about how like that first came about. So I was just chilling in my room after practice one day or after a little workout or something like that, and I'm chilling in. I seen actually Coach Venables was the first one to follow me, like the first coach to follow me. I didn't I didn't think nothing of it. I'm thinking, oh, it's a little fake account, you know, not 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 OU, like it can't be OU. So <laughs> fake account and 
I go to my, my Twitter page and I, and I see it, the verified symbol, and I see his name. And that's, you know, the whole coaching staff starts following me, starts DMing me. Uh, Kendall, KD, KD, Kendall, uh, text me, text me, send me, send me your number. So I'm like, hold on, what's, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Coach Venables DM me and said it, like, send me your number. So uh, I called. I uh, called Coach Hall. I was I was able to uh, call Coach Hall first, and he told me, you know, he was talking to me. He's like, first thing he said is, uh, Coach Venables owes me lunch because we all made a bet who could get you on the phone first. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking like, okay, they're showing interest. And I didn't really, like I said, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm just thinking, you know, they're just talking. And he just told me like, we love your film. Coach Venables loves your film. The whole coaching staff loves your film. And, you know, we, we want to build this relationship and we want to keep it going. So from there, it was just, I think a week went by and uh, I, or maybe like two weeks. And when I first got the offer is when Oklahoma State actually offered me before OU. But the thing was, like, when OU called me, Coach Hall was, he was a little mad about it. <laughs> but he was, he was making it clear to me that they wanted me, uh, since they've laid eyes on me, it's just, you know, you got to go through that process as far as transcript, uh, make sure your academics is right and all that. So. Uh, they offered me, and we just been building a relationship. Like, they make sure, I think, I'm going to say this, like, more than any other school, calling my mom every day, texting me, calling me every day, outside of football, just checking on me, just making sure I'm all right, like, seeing where my head's at, you know, preaching how much they want me and how much they would love to have me in their program. And that was that was big to me, like, being a Juco guy, you only got me. I played as a true freshman, so I got two to three years left, you know, so the biggest thing, me was was genuineness like is, is yeah, well i think a lot of people especially in our fan base have have heard the stories and have 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 heard that yeah hey we're all about you know building relationships we're genuine we're all, but for a recruit to come out and really solidify that that just it, it means so much to me because it, it it gives people that understanding that hey they they practice what they preach and they they're really all about building relationships and and helping you guys as athletes not only on the field but becoming better men in life too so that's that's awesome yeah so you've kind of said it people call you kd so i have to ask the question we have had a kd here in oklahoma before (laughs) he wore the number 35 are you thinking about suiting up with number 35 on the field Nah, hey, number three is my number. I love number three. <laughs> I don't really care. I was always taught the uh, the number don't make the player. The player makes the number. So, like, it, I obviously want number three, but now nah, I can't see myself at 35. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's pretty good. So, with uh, I got to ask this: um, Are you uh, are you going to be an early enroller? Are you coming in in the spring, or when is when is your timeline to kind of get to uh, get to OU? Yeah, so as far as right now, as long as I just finish out my classes strong like I have been doing, I'll be there in January. So I'll be, I'll awesome. be there. Are you? Uh, have you heard any Smitty stories yet? Uh, no, sir. I don't think so. Yeah, that strength and conditioning is 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 no joke. So, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> coach Coach Jerry Schmidt will will get you right. So, do you know who Jerry Schmidt is? I think that's the important question. Yes, that's the important <laughs> question. Uh, I don't think I met. I might have met him, but I ain't gonna lie. I've been shaking so many hands and recognized face. Small white guy, bald head. Yeah, young. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably did see him, but I can't. I can't remember. Right yeah, now. he'll probably call you Big Dog. So yeah. if you, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll don't just, worry. You will get acquainted with with Coach Smitty. Uh, pretty pretty quick. So I'll give you this advice though: don't show up practice late. Oh, yeah, most <laughs> don't want to show up to practice late with Smitty. No, It'll no. you'll never do it again. Let's just say that you'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah. 
Do we have some questions in the comments? Maybe some, maybe some guys want to ask ask some questions. I don't know if there's any down there. Yeah. Uh, if you guys got questions, put them in the comments. Let us know, and we will put them up here for Kendall to answer. But, Kendall, I got some questions for you. So what is your thoughts on the NIL uh, and how that's changing the college football landscape? So this has been something that not only are schools, players – coaches and fans having to adapt to but it's something that we're learning every single week. It, it, it seems like it's always ever changing but it also provides an opportunity for you guys to be able to go to college and you know where you guys aren't able to get a job while you're having to go to class and then having all these practices it gives you guys an opportunity to have a way of life and make a living what does nil mean to you as a football player uh, I think I think NIL is a good thing. I, I see why they came out with NIL. Like you said, like college football players are having to go to class, you know, can't really get a job. So I feel like you you got to find somebody to support you, uh, support yourself because like you're not you're not in your mom's dad's house no more. You're on your own. So I feel like NIL is a good thing. As far as for me, like obviously I'm getting new to it and uh you know learning more about it. But like for me, like it was it's, it was never about NIL for me. Like. Like I said, I'm a Jugo dude, so I was hungry. There was no amount of money in the world. Like, obviously, the money looks good, but I just, I'm hungry to play the game I love. And that was the biggest thing for me. Like, obviously, it's a good thing. I see why they've done it. Uh, it's like you said, it's new. And, but to me, like, like I said, I'm learning more about it. But for me, it was never about any type of money, any type of NIL deal. I'm just hungry for uh, yeah. an showcase my talent. Speaking as a former college athlete, man, I wish I would have had a little extra cash and some yeah. <laughs> NIL deals. But, uh, you young guys, man, go after it, you know, and, and and enjoy it. You guys deserve a piece of the pie because you're you're working hard. You're 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 doing what you're supposed to do. And 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 shout out to you guys for for having that ability to do that now. So well, we got some questions in the chat. So I'm gonna go ahead and pull one of them up. So uh Jordan Doby said, My question for Kendall is what is your biggest strength as a defensive back and what do you need to work on? Uh my my biggest strength I would say really is I like to hit. Like I'm not the, I'm not the biggest dude, but one thing about me is I'm fearless. Like I love to come up and hit, and I feel like at the DB position, some dudes you know they don't want to get dirty, but I, I don't care to get dirty. So that's what I would say. My biggest strength is obviously I feel like I can cover well. Uh, I feel like I got a pretty good IQ on the field. Uh, I would say the biggest thing I have to work on is like this is a it's a newer level. So that's I would say the biggest thing for me is the biggest thing I have to work on the field. I would say is. Uh, really you know learning learning even more you know building my iq more on the field but off the field i would say the biggest thing i have to work on is learning to take care of your body like like i've been realizing like your body is important your body is your temple so that's the biggest thing i'll say I, I would work on um off the field but on the field definitely i would say just keep building my iq and understanding the game of football so that's awesome hey that's a good answer got another one from one of our fellow podcasters jay with unfair sports if you guys haven't Go check him out. Great content. A great OU content specifically. But he says, Kendall, what was the funniest thing a coach said to you about your game? You don't have to name the coach, but if you want to, I'm not going to be mad. Uh, the funniest thing a coach said to me about my game. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Uh. I would say I would have to, I would say Coach French. Uh, he's my def he's my defense coordinator at uh, NEO, and uh, he had came in in the spring, so he was getting to know everybody. And 
I ain't gonna cuss. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say exactly what he said, but basically he was just like, "That little man, he can, he can, he can play. That little guy can play." So that was probably the funniest thing he said to me about my game. Like, uh, he would just always preach, like, "No, I'm not the like I said, I'm not the biggest dude, but just my game." That's probably the funniest thing I said. Like, I, don't, I mean, I've heard, but other than that, I haven't really heard nothing too too crazy. All right, I got another one here from Quiet NMP. He says, "Is there any teammates?" And he also followed this up with coaches. So is there any teammates or coaches you want to mention who pushed you to keep going? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, uh, uh, coach, my high school coach, coach Doug, uh, he, he told me when I first went Juco that the Juco route was going to be easy. So, uh, he's always telling me how proud he is about that, you know, pushing through it. Cause actually my high school coach was a, was Juco product too. He actually attended Coffeeville and then before he ended up going to uh, university of Kentucky. So, um, he he always motivated me. Uh, coach Chrisup at NEO, all my coaches like they they they're big on preaching that, you know we're, we're JUCO dudes, so we're at a disadvantage when it comes to a lot of things, it, you know. So uh, he's always big on preaching stuff like, if you want to make it out of here, if you want to help your family, help yourself, and better your situation, then you got to do what you got to do, and that's that's really the biggest motivation as far as teammates. My one of my biggest dude, like one of the big. He's not my teammate. He's my little brother. Like. He keeps me motivated. Like, that's truthfully a person I truly, like, I'm trying to do this for. Is like, he's one of the few that I'm trying to do it for. Like, he just, he makes sure to keep me motivated, you know. Uh, like I said, growing up with a single mother, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the oldest boy. So, uh, he looks up to me. So, that that keeps me motivated in many ways because, I, you know, I wish I had that. So, uh, yeah, he keeps me motivated. So No, that's awesome. There's a question down here that I like, uh, and it's... My question to Kendall is, how does it feel to know that you're going to a top college football school after grinding a JUCO? And looking at your 247 profile, and I don't know if I'm missing any schools, but it looks like you had several Power 5 offers. Oklahoma, Washington, Washington State, Arkansas State, Kansas, which, hey, they're kind of on the rise. And then you had some from Oklahoma State and Missouri. What was that like, being a JUCO guy? Uh, and then having some top-tier schools from multiple different conferences all over the college football landscape coming in and trying to uh, grab you through the recruitment trail? That's a great question. Truthfully, like, um, still to this day, to the, to this second, like, I, I can't even believe I'm doing this right now. Like, you only, like, you guys don't understand how thankful and blessed I am to be doing this right now. Like, this is things you practice when you're kids. Like, with my little brother, we, we grew up, like, I'd be like, his name's Kyron. I'd be like, Kyron, interview me real quick. And we talking about the game. So, like, this is truthfully a dream come true. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I wake up every day, every day, and just think, like, everything that I've dreamed of is just coming true in front of my face. I've been blessed to be able to receive. I received 30 Division One offers in just a couple of months, amount of months. And, you know, 30 is crazy to say. Like, going into it, I'm I'm, I'm, oh, I'm blessed if I get one Division One. So, to have 30 and be able to get him, like you said, from Power 5, top school, SEC, you know, be able to uh, commit to a school like uh, prestigious, a prestigious school like OU is, is crazy. Like, truthfully, a dream come true. Like, I can't even believe it. Yeah, so kind of talking a little bit about some of these schools that you went to, uh, one of the questions I like to ask recruits is, what is your best slash worst or your funniest recruiting experience? Uh. Recruiting? Are you talking about as far as like like could it be like taking visits like just things like yeah. that? Yep, yeah. taking visits or conversations you had or whatever. So uh, I had took a visit to Washington State a couple months ago. That was my first official visit, and 
that week I was actually that whole week I was actually a little sick. I had a little I had a little we had a little bug going through campus and it had got me so I was sick and I had already scheduled a visit. And I, and I told my mom, like, obviously I was getting better close to visit came, but I was still a little sick. So uh, we had went out there. I was on the plane or whatever. We had went out there, and I just told my mom, like, I'm not feeling this. Like, I'm not feeling this, like, at all. Like, I'm, I'm sick. It just didn't feel right to me. And my mom just told me to just, you know, just keep just keep waiting. And then I think it was – I got there Friday. Saturday came around. And then that was the day, like, of the game and all that. And they just started spoiling us, like, spoiling my mom, like, anywhere you want to go. I'm like, okay, I like this a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm sort of like this. So, uh, yeah, that's probably the like something that's funny to me. You know, like at first I was, I really wasn't feeling it at first. You know, I was new to it, a little alert, a little nervous, a little scared. Like I didn't know what to, what to expect. Expect. So, like I said, I was new to it, but I ended up liking it and uh, starting to get used to it. So that was something that was kind of funny to me. Oh yeah, that's awesome. What are some of your expectations that you have for your time in Oklahoma? expectations uh like how do you want to grow uh you know are, are are there any goals that you're going to set for yourself in terms of what you want to do with the team uh, like at the end of your career at oklahoma what what do you want to have accomplished uh really what i want to accomplish is obviously going in there and, and fighting for a starting spot like i know it's not going to be handy to me i know it's not going to be easy i know i'm competing every day at that level and just in football in general so obviously i want to go in there you know and, and play right off the bat. I feel I feel I'm the best at what I do. That's my mindset. Like I don't care if there's 50 dudes in front of me. My mindset is oh, I'm beating out all them dudes. So I want to go in there, get a starting spot, get my degree. That's big to me. Get my degree. I feel like a lot of a lot of athletes forget that 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 that, that degree is important because football is gonna be taken away one day, but that, that degree can never be taken away. So that's big. And then uh, uh, I definitely you know make all American, all conference, make plays all over the field. You know I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a star. That's the goal to be a star. And, you know, I, I want to make the OU fans happy, proud, make my family proud, you know, everybody who's supporting me proud. And then the biggest goal is to, to get to that draft, get to that draft day. So that's, that's big to me. That's probably my goals right there. Now, where do you feel like you best fit uh, in the backfield? Do you fit best as a corner, a safety? Yeah, so uh, really, really, uh, I played everywhere uh, since high school. Like I've been moved around from corner to the slot to safety. Like I, truthfully, I don't care where I play at as long as I'm making plays. Like, I, I'm confident. Like I said, I've been doing since high school. I've been moving around everywhere, so I'm confident. So uh, I feel like I can make a play anywhere. So that's kind of how I feel. So yeah. So what is one of the things you're most looking forward to while playing at the university of Oklahoma? Like, are there any rivalries that you're looking forward to playing at Jordan, in? Any at Jordan year? Yeah. Or any <laughs> years that you're looking at, like any schools that you're looking forward to going to. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That the OU Texas game. There you go. It's, yeah. a, it's a tongue twister. I can't say it. it's a tongue twister, but that OU Texas game, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm ready to play in that. Uh, I seen something funny on my. Uh, I usually don't go through the comments. I try to stay out the comments, but I went through the. Uh, I seen a comment, and uh, somebody said when I posted my commitment, going from playing in front of seven thousand fans to not even seven thousand fans to playing in front of ninety thousand fans. I'm yeah. looking for that alone. Like <laughs> that's gonna be a dream come true alone. Yeah, so. my, Miami, Oklahoma is a little different than uh, yeah. Norman, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the uh, bedlam. Uh, Looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to just playing in the game. Like, I hey, can't, who knows? I mean, you might be here long enough to to see the SEC. Too, so, yeah. 
that might be a maybe an awesome opportunity for you. Yes, sir. And there's going to be some awesome places for you guys to go now with the new guys coming in the conference, right? But likely not leaving until 2025. So likely you're going to get to go to Utah, go see it in BYU. That's going to be a beautiful place to play. Hey, you can go to Disney World when you guys go to UCF. So <laughs> lots of good opportunities here. So, hey, as we start to wrap this up, there's a couple fun questions here. First one is, this one is from Jay Unfair Sports as well, but he gave this one to me a couple months ago. Pineapples on pizza. What's your thoughts? At, at first, growing up, I used to hate that. I would never try it. But now my taste buds change. It goes on pizza for sure. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes, and then sir. another food question that I have. I exposed myself on the JP and Trav show a couple weeks ago. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I like peanut butter and jelly on a tortilla. Do you think that's weird? Do you think it could be good? Uh, listen, people have been roasting me on it, but I'm telling you, it's That's better weird. than you You're think. Weird. That when it when it the way when you say it, it sounds weird. But like I said, like I was the same way with the pineapples on pizza. I never want to try it. I, I never wanted it until I tried it. And I ended up liking it, so I might have to try it. <laughs> I might have to try it. But. Hey, and another sticking on the food topics. Okay, now that we have Thanksgiving tomorrow. What is what is on Kendall's plate, and what is a must to have on that plate? So, like, give me a little rundown of what what you put on your plate, and then the must have for Thanksgiving. Gotta have the green bean casserole, the macaroni, uh, turkey. I don't I don't eat ham, so I don't do no ham. So, uh, turkey. Uh, I want it all. Give me it all. <laughs> Got you. Oh, favorite dessert. Uh. My mom makes this this apple pie with like the cinnamon crisp on it. Cinnamon yes. crisp. Yeah. And she we get the uh got the vanilla ice cream. So mix that together and I'm good. I'm That's good. Awesome. Oh, yeah. that just sounds so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Thanksgiving tomorrow, ain't it? Yes, sir. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. My favorite holiday. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> listen, I got the non-traditional Thanksgiving stuff ready to go. I went to the liquor store, got some tequila, got Easy. some vodka, going to mix some drinks. So going to watch some football. It's going to be great. I, 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 listen, Kendall, I got, just ignore that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch the cowgirls. I got to watch the cowgirls tomorrow. So I got to get have something to get me through that game. So, yeah. But, hey, well, Kendall, we really appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate you spending time with us. And I definitely don't think this will be the last time we have you on. We're probably definitely going to want to have you on after you get on campus and hear about this experience. Because, hey, the spring game, let me tell you, that's that's pretty impressive to see how many people show up to a spring game. Yeah. And what when is it, Drew? April or May usually? It'll be April, like uh, end of April. Last This last one, this first one with Coach Venables, we had uh, – 75,000 plus for a spring game. So that's yeah. was uh that was awesome. So well, I grew up I grew up in Ohio, so Ohio State fans is crazy, but OU fans yeah. is up most Hey, here's a here's a fun question to ask you since you grew up in Ohio. Give us a prediction on the game tomorrow or uh on Saturday, Ohio State or Michigan. <laughs> gotta say the buck I gotta say it's gonna be in the shoe too. So I yeah. gotta say it's gonna be a good game though. Both right on, right on. Are you one of those people that X out every M? That you have to write or I don't do that, but when you go to Columbus, that's that's a legit thing. Like you'll see it everywhere, every end's anywhere. That's legit. So, uh, my 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 be- one of my best friends that I do our podcast with, he's an Ohio State fan. So he uh we're, we'll have some we'll have some fun this week for our our uh and I always I always around this time it's like cause he does it for me against Texas. 
Yeah. So uh, it, it, I always get, have good fun with him and, and and try to get him to say the word Michigan this week. So, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, listen. I it's one of the rivalries I have on my bucket list to go to. Um, I, I love OU Texas, but man, there's something about like just being called the game yeah. that just makes it like yeah. I don't know. I feel like any college football fan can sit down and watch that one game, yeah. even if they don't like either of the teams. Yeah, most definitely. So. Well, Kendall, is there anything else you want to say to the fans and to everybody on here? It looks like uh, I know we've talked to at least 55 people at one point. So I'm going to say I'm, I'm all in. Boomer Sooner. Uh, I'm blessed. Like I'm going to do everything I can to make an immediate impact for the program. And Venables, I trust 100%. And I feel like if you were an OU fan, you got to – I know it ain't been the best year this year, but I'm telling you, just me and him, you could tell he's going to change the program around. Well, definitely. So Boomer Sooner, and I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. All right, Drew, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Hey, we are the Underofficial Review Podcast. You just search us on uh, on uh, YouTube. You can find our channel. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, our audio podcasts are on Apple and Spotify. We're actually doing a live show here coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. Join us for our Rivalry Week and Thanksgiving preview where we're breaking down all the, uh, all the rivalry games and stuff this week, talking college football playoffs, stuff like that, myself. Ty Hayes from the Around, uh, Around the Sports podcast and a couple other guys will be joining the show. But, hey, man, this was fun. Uh, Kendall, thanks so much. I can't wait to meet you in person and, and get to know you a little bit. But we're excited to have you, and uh, welcome to Sooner Nation. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm truthfully blessed, and I'm thankful. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming on today, Kendall. If you guys haven't already, please go ahead, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. helps yeah. me continue to bring you guys great content like this. If you haven't already – Go check out the Crimson and Cream NIL initiative. We're trying to get the $3 million so that we can support athletes that are here at the program currently and incoming athletes like Kendall Dolby as well. So go ahead, make sure that you take a look at that and consider donating at the minimum $10 a month. It helps the program out so much. And you want to be able to see your Sooners do well in the future as NIL continues to expand. Remember, we have another show coming here at 8. 25 8 30 with Caden Green, Logan Howland, and Heath Ozida wrapping up the Bedlam game, their visits there, talking about what they're excited to bring to the team next year. So make sure you pull up. I'm excited to have them here. Uh, hey, guys, don't forget to go follow Kendall on social media as well. Tw uh, you're on Twitter, all that stuff. Tell us where to find you there. Yeah, uh, Instagram, follow me at uh, it's kind of uh, it's three underscore and then O T T E M. Uh, uh, underscore my bad three uh, B O T T M underscore K D and then on uh, Twitter is K D underscore nine two seven. And I'll make sure to drop his socials in the comments below. So if you guys need to find them, you guys can check back here in about 10 minutes or so, and you guys can find those in the comments below. But again, Kendall, we appreciate having you on and we're excited to have you in a Sooners uniform. You guys, Keep an eye out for the next interview. We got one on Friday with Reggie Grimes. I'm excited for that one. But until next time, Boomer. Appreciate you guys. Now we get the spinning wheel.